The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And all I can say is, ho, ho, ho. We got rolled by the ho, ho, hoes. We're going to hit on that and more, of course, here on show 363. All right, Raider Nation, listen up now. On today's show, we will have a post game. Do I need to really? For the Bronco Hoes, they came to Oakland and, well, they were nice to us, really. We'll hit on that. And, of course, pregame, the Kansas City Chiefs, the mustard mayonnaise and ketchup comes to town. Last home game. Boy, uh, we're going to hit on that for sure. And the bone line, pretty traumatic, pretty fantastic, pretty pathetic, pretty sad, pretty angry, but pretty damn real no matter how you slice it. And so I'm offering this sample phrase. First, Red Nation, let me just say a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Kwanzaa, and anything else that I miss. Whatever. Happy seasons, wonderfulness to all the Raider Nation from the Raider Nation podcast. You guys know, just people. And, uh, well, uh, we love our people. Our nation, uh, Randy and I uh, definitely send out the season's best to the Raider Nation. Okay, well, since I've got the floor, I got to rant. It's time to rant. I'm ranting. Rolando McClown, please, do we need to hear any more about this disruptive individual in our team? Is this the news? Is this what we should be talking about when we have a team that's 3-10? and 10? Is Rolando McClain really the important issue of the day, whether he's going to return kicks, whether he's going to whatever he's going to do, he's not going to play first string. But this is where we are. We're at the drama. Here's the drama of the season. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> He's our Raider insider. Vic Tafer joins us here, Buker and Townie. Vic, so what is go- what, what is going on with Coach Allen, Rolando McClain, and the relationship between the two and McClain's future there with the Raiders? And it's the holiday season. It's uh, time to be charitable and bring back your fellow man. Celebrate all goodwill. <laughs> so we're all holding hands and singing Kumbaya in Alameda? No, not quite. Uh, you know what? I was surprised he was back. I thought they were going to cut him. But I think, um, really, it's just kind of a case of um, they kind of think that if they cut him, they kind of are giving him what he wants. He wants to go somewhere else and play, quote-unquote, for a real team. So this way they, they bench him, they uh, make him play special teams, and he doesn't get what he wants. So you believe that this is actually a way to punish him as opposed to they had a meeting of the minds and uh, and, and they're they're trying to make something work. 
Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think anything's possible in the long run. Obviously, um, you know, the offseason, if you were somehow to um, have a change of heart and uh, develop a new personality, maybe it might work, but they go to a 3-4. But as of right now, I don't think he's going to play very much at all. I think it's just kind of a way to uh, keep him around and let him uh, know that he can't get his way. I don't think he's really going to be in their plans uh, going forward. So, Vic, how do, how do you look at this? What statement does this make? About Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie and the way they're running this organization. Well, again, again, this is the theory. I mean, they're not, they're not going to say this, but I think that's what makes the most sense. I just think, um, as they're looking at all options, I don't think they're um, obviously. I don't know how the meeting went today with Dennis Allen and Ronald McClain, but um, I find it hard to believe that um, you know, the other scenario was that uh, everything was you know, kumbaya and all hands on board and everyone's hugging each other. So I just think this is the way to just kind of deal with this problem in the short term and maybe not uh, not fix the problem, but at least put a bonnet on it and, uh, and move forward. Vic Tafer, our Raiders insider from the San Francisco Chronicle, joins us here at 95.7 The Game. It's Buker in Townie. You know, let's get away from the issues and, and just look at him as a football player. Do you see him as a quality linebacker, as a guy that can really play in this game for a long time and be a factor? I think the only hope right now for him is uh, you know, forget about the attitude adjustment and, and, and working harder. I think you have to go to a 3-4 uh, defense where he played in college and kind of he can hide some of his uh, deficiencies better in the, with four linebackers back there and have just uh, you know try and, uh, and fill some gaps and not be so uh, counted on to make plays. So I think that would be his future in the NFL. Well, because, you know, the, the thing is, Vic, and I think we've all seen it, and we expected so much from him. We, I mean, we saw him almost like as a, a Ray Lewis type. Uh, but remember when he was at Alabama, he had those monsters in front of him. And But it still just seems like the football IQ is still not there with the Rolando McClain. I mean, more than just heart, more than just working hard. It just hits the wrong gaps, not very good in pass coverage. I really wonder if he just... Is really that good? Well, it's funny because when he came out of college, everyone was talking about how much he watched film. He's a true student of the game and was never going to make mistakes as far as, you know, scheme or where it should be. When largely a lot of those mistakes are plugging the wrong gap or getting stuck on the block or things that you wouldn't expect from an All American to do. So I just think, um, Greg Cassell, the guy from the NFL film, said he's the worst middle linebacker in the league, and he's just painfully slow, and you see that. I mean, he's, he has made some plays on occasion against the run, but not often enough, and way too many times he's, uh, he's missing tackles or getting stuck on a block, so not not the impact guy whatsoever. Vic, we haven't talked to you since the release of Bartell to, uh, to allow Rolando McClain to come back. Is there anything that we don't know about the Bartell release? Whether it was there was any financial angle here, I, I, I just, I, 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 it begs the question for me: Why you let a guy that's that classy uh, go at this point? Well, it's funny. I asked Dennis the same thing. I I wasn't quite sure, you know, how it made sense that they they cut guys like Pat Lee and Ron Bartel, guys who are struggling, and yet Orlando, who's not only struggling, but also has other issues. You don't cut him, and I think the answer is just like you said. I think Ron Bartel is a classy guy, and they give him a chance to go somewhere else and hook on me for a team that needs a backup cornerback for a playoff run. They want to look at some younger guys like uh, Timmy Chekwa and uh, Philip Adams. So this is the way. 
a nice way, I mean, surprising and kind of harsh, but in a, in a way, kind of nice way, to give him a chance and maybe hook on somewhere else. I want to, I want you to judge Reggie McKenzie, you know, because we can look at the salary cap and we can look at a lot of issues with the Raiders, and people can put that on Al Davis. But looking at the guys, Bartels, one who McKenzie brought in. You look at Bryzel. I mean, you look at the guys that Reggie McKenzie has brought in. How do you evaluate his job and the guys that he's brought in this season? Yeah, that's definitely been a spotty start. I and mean, obviously, as you mentioned, he has the excuses of the draft picks not being there and starter cap problems. But Mike Brazel's been a pretty big flop. That was his big free agent signing. Dave Powelson's also done nothing. And the two cornerbacks who he signed to start, Shante Spencer and, and Ron Bartell, didn't play very well either when they were here. So, yeah, he's definitely had more uh, misses than hits at this point. I mean, I don't give a shit. Whether McLean stays on the field, he goes to the porta potty, matters not to me. What matters to me is who we get in the draft and where we're going to get rid of some of these coaches that are jacking up this freaking team. That is all I have to say about that on this. Hey, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> Dennis Allen talking about they have this counselor in the building for the team that has to come that has issues. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who was the counselor? For Alzado, could someone tell me? How about uh let's see how about Romanowski? Yeah, he need he where was the council, Romo? Would you like to talk? <laughs> I don't know about this coach. I don't know about this whole deal, but damn. All right, Raider Nation, time for the postgame for the Denver Broncos versus the Oakland Raiders at home at O.co. I really couldn't say it any better than Sean from the Raider Tag blog said it. That, my friends, is the difference between a good team and a very bad team. The Oakland Raiders stink. They stunk it up at home like we knew they would. And actually, I was very surprised we didn't get blown out, literally. I sincerely feel that John Fox felt bad for Allen losing his dad. And he didn't roll us up like he could have. Because at, at will, they moved the ball. They could have got it in the end zone. They settled for a bunch of field goals. And our defense, once again, is missing. The offense is missing. Special teams is missing. The team is missing. And this game was no surprise. The great thing about this game, let me tell you again, was the tailgate. With Colorado Chris and Juan, Caesar, uh, list goes on. Randy, of course, my good brother, Raider Ron, Raider Stan, Raider Bob. Kingsford Kirk crew. I mean, the list goes on and on, and all the Raider Nation that showed up there from all over, for sure. Raider Kayla from Hawaii and his lovely wife. I mean, that was the fun part. That was the greatest part about this game. They also had the Hall of Famers at halftime. That was a tremendous thing. Howie Long, Madden. I mean, all the greats were there. A couple were missing, but really, 
It was really cool to see Al Davis's wife go and light the flame and also be uh, recognized on the field. Great feeling. It's too bad the team couldn't raise the occasion. We know what? We lost this team a long time ago. Doing these pre- and post-games at this time of the year with this organization and the way the team is, you know, I just got to grab for anything I can. But, hey, man, it's bleak for the silver and black right now. We must look ahead for the future. And so in that, I mean, I'll just say this. Uh, Peyton Manning looks dangerous. I hope he doesn't last too long in the league because this could be a big problem for us for a few years. Uh, we got to get better, and we got to get better fast. And that is all I have to say about that. Okay. It's ready yellow time around here. All right, here's the pregame. <laughs> See how fast it is now? Wish we were winning. Pregame for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right, the condiments come to Oak Town. You gotta be there. You not only have to be there for the last game of the season because it's fun, you gotta be there at the last game of the season to see your friends, people you won't see till next season. It's crazy. It's a different, whole different life. You 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 just can't miss it. You know, I love these people. I love the fans of the Raiders. All you guys that have come every game from all over. It just shows the crazy fanatic fan base of the Oakland Raiders. You know, you are the tribute to the organization, not the team. I mean, the Raider Nation is the Oakland Raiders right now. The only thing holding it up, man. And it's true blue, and it's pretty damn cool, and it's been awesome all season long. It's the last game of the year. I hope to see as many of you as I can on Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs usually do a pretty damn good job of coming here to Oakland and kicking our ass. No matter what they are, no matter what their record is, the weirdest thing. Let's listen to a little nine, five, seven of the game. These guys are always good. What's up? Darius Hayward Bay. DHB joins us here at Buchner and Townie, 95.7 the game. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, I, I know people are looking at this game on Sunday and they go three and ten against two and eleven, but I gotta think just from the rivalry standpoint, whenever you see the Kansas City Chiefs, no matter what the records are, it's game on. Yeah, it's definitely still game on. You know, we're we're two teams, uh, you know, with the rivalry, I guess we really don't like each other that much. And uh, you know, we're gonna go out there and battle. Uh, Darius, uh, you've been getting some some national love for when you came in, perceived just as as sort of a burner, as a speed guy. People have noticed that you've developed a, into a, a possession receiver. What have you done to accomplish that? Well, for me, you know, from day one, I just wanted to come in here, work hard, make plays for this organization, and, you know, work on my game. And each year I've done that. I've gotten better each and every year. And, um, you know, every offseason I go in, okay, I need to work on these three things, and I need to see that on game day. 
And uh, I've been able to do that. Like this past offseason, I wanted to work on run after the catch, and I have three touchdowns where I've shown that, you know, breaking a tackle and going to the end zone. So I just try to improve each and every every year. Okay, so what were the other two things? The other two things? Well, I wanted to see coverage better, and I'm doing a great job with that, and also being a better slot receiver. So this year I've been a lot more in the slot, and I'm seeing coverage is a lot better more than I did my first three seasons. So I've, I've improved in all three areas that I wanted to improve in. Now, the one coverage that you did not see was against Pittsburgh. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, after seeing that hit, I, I, actually I'm amazed that you came back as quickly as you did. I think you, you took another big hit last year against Minnesota. Yes. What, how, how is it that you, you have managed to come back as quickly as you have and by all appearances has not affected your aggressiveness in running your routes. Well, you know, you know, a lot of credit goes to, you know, the training staff that we have here. They do a great job. But number two, that's just my mindset. My mindset is, you know, I'm out here to, to play for my teammates, for my coaches in the city of Oakland, and uh, go out here and play. And if I'm capable of going out there and doing my job, I need to be out there. And that's, that's just my mindset. Um, you know, the last two years I've only missed two games. You know, my rookie, I, I think I believe I missed five or six. But uh, I just try to tell myself, hey, if I'm capable of doing my job and doing it, you know, close to 100%, I need to be out there playing. Yeah, well, let's just make sure you don't do that anymore because it is scary when we've been watching you guard it <laughs> off the field, my man. Yeah, it was, I mean, I bet it was scary. Like, I don't remember much from that game still to this day. And when I watch it on film, I'm like, I just try to pretend like it was somebody else getting hurt. So that's why I'm able to still go in there and just play hard and be aggressive because, you know, I don't remember being hit. So I just think that it's not me. You you mentioned you want to improve your, your yak yardage, yards after the catch. You know, usually guys who are – and you really have become such a, a, a weapon and someone that Carson Palmer can rely on as a possession guy, but most possession guys – don't have that 4-2 speed you have. What is it like when you catch the football and you know, I just got to break one tackle and I can go all the way to the house? Um, it's exciting. You know, I just know I'm explosive. I don't really think about the speed. I just know uh, I'm stronger and bigger than most teams think I am. You know, uh, I'm 6'2", I'm about 215. So, and then to throw the speed with it. So, you know, very unique and I just try to use that to my advantage. We're hearing that this might be the first game we're going to see Terrell Pryor. What does he look like in practice to you as a quarterback? He's definitely getting better. He definitely cares. Um, yeah, he he sends me text messages about the coverages all the time. So you know he's a, he's a student of the game. He's getting better, and um, you know if he gets a chance to get to get out there, you know it's going to be exciting. So is that a good thing or a bad thing that he's sending you text messages about the coverage? I mean, are you ever like, dude, come on? <laughs> no, or, I mean, or are you sending, are no, you sending I mean, elaborate ones day, back? At the end of the day, you know, I'm a pro. I yeah. go about my business the right way. But yep. uh, at least I, I know that he's back there. He's looking at the same stuff that I'm looking at. Okay. So that's reinsurance, if anything. Now, if he gets into the game, he knows the playbook, you have the confidence, he's going to be able to run the offense. Oh, yeah. I mean... He, he's in there with, you know, Coach Knapp and Carson and Matt all the time. They're all on the same page. So if he ever got a chance to get in there, he'd be on top of his game. And what kind of weapon would his speed be once, you know, he'd break outside the, po- outside the pocket, tuck it, and run? 
Well, let me tell you this. In practice, you don't get to see that much. Quarterback, you know, doesn't get touched, you know, don't have many running options. But you saw what I saw in preseason. He's capable of taking it to the house when he, when he has to run the ball. Fair enough. Darius, aside from the playing for pride or whatever it is at this point, People have a perception of the Raiders at, uh, now that this was a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. How how do you go about turning that around in these last few games? Uh, well, I mean, it goes back to what you said before. You know, we got to play with heart. And this team has been, I mean, my rookie year, I think we won four, maybe five games my rookie year. This team, you know, I know the record doesn't show it, but the way we go about our work, the way we come to work, we're still motivated. We're still going out there trying to get better. We're trying to we're trying to finish the season on a good note. We got to take it one game at a time. And Kansas City's the next game up, and we got something to prove to ourselves first, and then prove it, you know, to the rest of our fans out there that keep going out there and supporting us. How tough of a year has this been on Carson Palmer? I bet it's been tough. I mean, he's thrown for a lot of yards, that but. You know, that's a little little off because we've been behind in games and stuff like that. Um, but he, he's, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, we watch film. He's been hit a lot. He's, you know, he steps up in the pocket and tries to make big throws. We try to go out there and make plays for him. Uh, he's a tough guy, and I have a lot of respect for him. Well, DHB, it's been fun watching you grow as a receiver, and I know there's some really good things to come for you and the Oakland Raiders. Kansas City's in town, and I know you guys can't stand the Chiefs, so good luck on Sunday, and we'll see you out at the Coliseum. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks, Darius. Friday, and that means it's Tim Brown time with the Rise Guys. How are you today, Tim? I'm good. How are you? Good. How did you enjoy uh, all the Heisman festivities? Oh, man, what a great weekend that was. I mean, uh, had my family. I had 18 folks up there with me. Had some business associates uh, with me, and it was it was really just a, a great weekend. Yeah, but it's going to be nothing compared to your Hall of Fame weekend. Too. Hey, you know the thing about this is I can plan for my Heisman <laughs> stuff. I can't. <laughs> so we'll we'll uh, we'll certainly enjoy it when it when it comes. Yeah, sure. yeah, we're all looking forward to that. Tim, we know that uh, the Raiders Chiefs this week not one of the marquee matchups, but the Raiders have lost six in a row. Mm. Uh, the last win was against Kansas City. The Chiefs are in Oakland. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to end the season on a losing streak. This is their last home game. How big is this game for the Raiders? Uh, it's it's huge, man. I mean, uh, at some point, you know, hope for next season starts now, and uh, you know, certainly, I hope they're talking about that during practice and and meetings, man. And uh, you know, it's all about building for next year. And unfortunately, I've been through a couple of seasons like that. And uh, you know, what we all tried to do was work as hard as we could that last month of the season. Um, you know, in 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 order to have some good feelings going into the off season about uh, what we're going to be able to do the, the the next year. And Tim, did you hear what Goodell said about possibly expanding the playoffs to uh, fourteen or sixteen teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I I think it's a great idea, man. You know, I mean, everybody loves the opportunity to play for a championship, and the more teams you get involved with that, the better football you're going to have towards the end of the year. And, um, you know, I, I even think they should shorten the season and have more guys play playoff games, you know, because it would make it incredible, man, if you had 16 teams, you know, half of the league, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> I think that would be exciting, exciting stuff, man. And, um, 
um, because that's what it's all about. You want that opportunity, man, to um, to play for a championship, and this will give a couple more teams a year that opportunity, and, and I, I don't think that would be a bad thing at all. I appreciate the perspective, Tim. I, I've been staring into the face of immense criticism of uh, of my commissioner, Roger Goodell, to have a future Hall of Famer back up his possible proposal. I appreciate that, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Roger hasn't had uh, too many players on his side here lately, so uh, <laughs> I'll gladly back him on this one. <laughs> All right, Tim. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a good one. See you, Tim. Bye. He's our Raider insider. Vic Tafer joins us here. Uh, who are you liking, by the way? I mean, the Raiders are favored, if you can believe this. Who do you like Raiders at home against the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, until further notice, I have to go against the Raiders. I think they're having so many much the last month and a half, and there's no real reason to think that's going to change on Sunday. So I will probably pick the Chiefs. Ooh. <laughs> that's not good, Vic, but we'll see you on Sunday at the Coliseum. All right, guys. Oh, man. And, you know, <laughs> we we really should win this game, but I don't I don't want to. I don't want to win this game. I want to lose this game. Yes, I know, Raider Nation, but we need the draft picks, man. If we get a choice close to the top, maybe we'll be able to trade down for two or three picks. Who knows? We need it. So, you know what? I don't care if we lose the Chiefs. Who cares? We suck this year. Let's just move on and get some good draft picks up in the house. There's always this time of year where fans will argue, yeah, we want to win, we want to win. Yeah, I'm sure they want to win too, but I really want to win next year because it doesn't look like I'm going to win jack crap this year. So there you go. The Kansas City Chiefs play us good. Um, Dwayne Bow is out. That's a problem for them. You know, maybe we'll win, but if we do... It's a hollow victory for this Raider fan because, man, you should have been doing this all year long and not just against the lowly, decrepit Chiefs, which, thank goodness, if it wasn't for them, we would be the worst team. But incidentally, uh, ask anybody. They'll tell you that we still are the worst team. We're ranked 30th, folks. 30th in the league. Wow. Great. That is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the phone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Call it. You know it. Check out our webpage, RaiderNationPodcast.com. And that'd be www for that. Right, Randy? Okay. Let's see who the first caller is. You know what, man? I love this part of the show. And our first caller, Raider Chungo, what is up, my brother? You got a rant. We need to hear it. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is Raider Chungo from Copperopolis, California. Uh, just got done listening to that not-so-post-game Browns podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully you'll be hearing us after the Donkeys game. I'm going to be there. Hopefully I'm going to see you guys at the tailgate beforehand. That should be fucking awesome. Of course, the real torture is I'm going to be wearing my McLean jersey. That's going to be gross. That's what happens when family buys you the jerseys when they're on sale and cheap. 
you know, I just I just want to say to the Raider Nation, look, I understand how pissed off people are. I understand that this doesn't look good or feel good or any of that kind of shit. But let's make something absolutely abundantly clear. This is not 2003 all over again, or 2004, whatever, where we come off of a Super Bowl and Bill Callahan totally chokes in and we go 3-13. And, and this was an 8-8 eight eight football team for two years. Let's be sure about that. 8-8. Eight and, eight. and to be perfectly honest, a semi-fraudulent 8-8 eight eight at the best. These were teams that were very shallow on talent. They had high leverage, traded all these draft picks. There was no depth. I mean, how many times did Raider Nation complain about the depth problem? Somebody got hurt, bam, there was a total hole. Because they had no depth. What's really going on here is all the problems we all solved for years are just coming to fruition all at one time. I'm going to say something, and I know this doesn't necessarily correlate one to the other. I consider myself not only a football fan, but a smart guy. In economic terms, we call this a market correction. This is what happens when you do and you have bad policies that exist for too long and the whole fucking thing falls apart. That's what's happening. You just have a confluence of all these bad things, all the bad moves that Mr. Davis made. Love Mr. Davis, but the man made bad moves these last few years. This is a lot of shit all happening at one time. Does it suck? Of course it sucks. I don't want to feel that way. I'm sick and tired of being a laughing stock of the league. But the fact of the matter is that you're shit-tending everybody. It's not going to make a fucking difference. I don't care who the head coach is. I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. I don't care who the defense coordinator is. Shit, speaking of the defense, what the fuck is the difference between this year's defense and last year's defense? Realistically, besides a bunch of stance and route penalties, nothing. Okay? It sucks. I get it. Okay? Great now not a great play card. I get it. But what the hell is the use of changing systems again? Get someone to be a different play caller. Fine. Don't change the system. Okay? Find someone to come in and maybe assist uh, uh, Dennis Allen, somebody with some more experience, a coaching experience, have him come in and help out. Fine. Totally cool with that. You know, we heard all these Gruden rumors, which I tend to think are crazy. It would be nice, but it's crazy. I love Chucky, but whatever. You know, what about a guy like Holmgren? Why can't you bring him in and have him be some sort of assistant or consultant? Look, I get it. I understand the frustration. I understand how pissed off everybody is. But the fact of the matter is, when you ask the question, what would Al Davis do, he would do the same exact thing they did for 10 fucking years and make it worse. Okay? Not even Al Davis could have saved this season. I don't care all the money tricks he would have done. He would have lost players. It would have been ugly. It would have been bad. Maybe it might have been a little bit better because we would have had the same offense but it still might have been a 7-9, 8-8 season and completely fucking fraudulent. It would have been tricking every single fan of the Raider Nation into thinking that we had something when we really didn't. These last couple of years were nice. They were, okay, a nice little reprieve from really fucking bad. I get it. But the fact is, this is what this team was. And no depth. Not really a whole lot of talent. And the moment that you change things, because Mr. Davis left us, this is what you get. And that's what it is. It's changed, and it sucks. But the fact is, we're going to be patient, and we're going to have to wait for an identity to arise. I've really been dogging Rod Woodson. Well, not on here, but in my mind, dogging Rod Woodson, because I think he's just compensating for the shitty job he did as a DB coach last year, just making those out look bad this year. But the fact of the matter is, he was right when he said that these are not Reggie McKenzie's guys. These are not DA's guys. 
they have to bring in their players. And so we're going to see turnover. That's what's going to happen. And I think just give them, and I don't even think give them one more year, because I bet you next year we might only be a five-win team. you got to give them three years. Hopefully there's going to be life down at that all. And that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I see. I see Reggie McKenzie is a guy who I think has an idea what he wants to do. He just needs time to build it. All right, I'm out. Very impassioned opinion, and I must agree with you to a degree, but really, honestly, just because we're looking for stability doesn't mean we have to settle for a plate of bullshit. The offense blows ass, my man, and so does the defense, and the coaching has a huge amount to do with that, and I refuse to blame the players Totally for it. These coaches suck. And whether we have to adjust the scheme, we definitely need to get a different offensive coordinator. And as far as this zone blocking scheme, man, look at the teams that are power blocking. Look at them. Look at the Texans. Texans just got worked by a power blocking team called the Patriots. I don't believe in this scheme. I don't believe in this offensive coordinator. The defense, that's Dennis Allen's specialty. He better find someone who's good about the offense because I don't give a shit how long you give him. I don't care how many years. This coach, take a nap offense, is for the birds, brother. And next we have the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York. A little chilly there, brother. What's up? What's up, Raider Greg? It's the Raiders' Edge from Buffalo, New York. A couple hours away from kickoff, getting ready for the Bronco game. I just found something interesting on NFL.com. They just did a ranking of offensive coordinators. And to no surprise, dead fucking last, Greg Knapp. Well, he's in the last tier. They ranked it in tiers. And it comes no surprise to me that, Greg, let's all take a nap. Offense is last. It even goes on to say he's never had success no matter where he's been. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, it makes me so fucking aggravated, you know, that the fans, that you, the fans, we knew it. We saw it coming. Go listen to the podcast when they rehired Greg Take a Nap offense when everyone was flipping out. And, you know, whoa, the fans don't know anything. We don't know anything. Let the football minds take care of business. Our, our leaders, Dennis Allen and fucking Reggie McKenzie, they don't see it. They don't see it. They, they let this guy come in here and destroy a top ten offense. He, they let this guy come in here and destroy a young team that was building something in one system, one scheme, under Hugh Jackson, under a power offense. Greg Knapp came in here and fucking destroyed it. I'm out. It's the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York, watching this fucking game. Here we go. It's so predictable. You can just predict every single play. And none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. I can't stand this fucking team. I can't stand it. It's Greg Knapp. 
That's what fucking it is. Greg fucking Knapp. And if this guy has destroyed this team, he's like a poison. Just no matter where he goes, he brings them down. Always. I am the Raiders edge and I am on the edge. Back off the edge, brother. The season's over. Take a deep breath and actually take a nap. <laughs> Oh, man, he's got to go. You know. And next, my very good brother, Raider Tony from Monterey. What's up, Tony? Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony over in Monterey. Game's not even over yet. We're playing the Broncos, and I kind of knew it was going to be a tough game. But if you can't beat the Cleveland Browns, you're going to have a hard time beating Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. You know, our defense is having a hard time stopping them, and we really don't have that much talent on the defensive side of the ball. So really all I was hoping for was slowing them down. But I'm really pissed with the offense. You've got to be able to put a point, and we look like dog shit, like we've looked all year. And uh, our offense does have the talent. But the play calling is bullshit. And you know, Raider Greg, I'm done with Carson Palmer. I know that we've all, some of us have defended him the whole season. And you know, he uh, he's our best option for the rest of this year. But he's not, he, he's not our future. He makes too many mistakes, too many bad decisions. You know, you compare him to that, the horse, Peyton Manning, and uh, the, the decision-making. Palmer can make the big throws, but uh, he just makes bad decisions. And that's why he's never going to be a great quarterback, and that's why he's never been a great quarterback. And uh, I've just – I don't know, Ray Greg. Um, anyway, I'm going to get back to the game. Hopefully I don't have to tune out of it, turn it off, because uh, hopefully we can make a little run, a little comeback here, but not looking too good. I'm out. Point taken on Carson. However, and I understand he pisses me off too, but he doesn't have an offensive line. He holds the ball too long. I mean, he's our best option, what we got going right now. I'll tell you right now, all you prior people, <laughs> he's coming out. Good luck with that. Um, and don't even let me hear those excuses about, well, he's a rookie. He really needs more time. Horse shit. He's had a lot of time. So whatever you see is what we have. I'm telling you. Thanks for the call, Tony. And next, my very good brother, man, <laughs> from the Midwest, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. We had a great time out there the past two games. It was nice to see Juan and Raider Mike and yourself and Randy. It was nice to meet Colorado Chris. As far as the game last night, Thursday, defense played decent considering they on the field a long time. Carson Palmer stayed true to form through that back-breaking interception. 
as usual. I'm looking forward to the off season where we can really get out there and make some moves and bring in some quality players. Maybe change a coach here or there. The main thing is we need to start getting players that know what it means to be a Raider. I don't think we have too many of them players on this roster right now. It really means something to be a Raider, and these people got to know that. You got to go out there and play hard-nosed, tough, smart, physical football. We don't have that right now. I know we'll get back there. It's just going to take a little time. And as far as looking to the future again, it's time to take a look at Terrell Pryor. I don't give a fuck. You know, we ain't got nothing to gain right now. Whether we win another game, it don't even fucking matter. We need to start looking at the future of the Raiders. I know, I know, I know. People don't think he's the future of the Raiders. But we're never going to know that until we take a look. See ya. It was great to see you too, my brother. And, uh, you know, your smiling face, you know, you, you always bringing it. And, uh, well, as far as Terrell Pryor goes, I think they're going to play him. And I think we're all going to see what we have. But I don't want to hear any buzz shit about he needs this or just a little bit of that. If he can't just come in and make an impact, then I don't want him to be our quarterback because that's the kind of quarterback you have to have in this league, and you got to have him right now. He's been here long enough to make an impact, so let's see it. That's all I got to say. Love seeing you guys, man. We'll see you again next year, hopefully. And next we have the troll from Chicago. What's up? Hey, Raider Nation. Hey, Greg. Hey, Randy. It's the troll from Chicago. And unfortunately, I've been noticeably absent, I think. Not a lot positive to say this time around with uh, where our team's at and what's going on. However, I did notice uh, while watching the Bears game today that the punter from the Minnesota Vikings on his Hall of Fame jersey covered up the Hall of Fame logo with a sticker that says, Support Ray Guy. Thought it was worth mentioning. Very classy move on his part. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot positive to say about the news in the nation. And uh, hope you guys have a very merry holiday. And I will hopefully have something good to report soon. Talk to you guys. Well, I think that's pretty damn cool and very supportive. I'm surprised. He's probably going to get in trouble for that. But the uh, Ray guy does deserve it. We all know it. We're tired of saying it. We all know he's a Hall of Famer, no matter what they say. Thanks for the call, brother, and it'll get better. It has to. And next, Raider Jim from Nashville. What is up, my brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Jim from the Nashville area. And, yeah, after last night's debacle against the donkeys, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people calling up bitching to fire this one and fire that one and whatever else. But I tell you what, people, um, I really don't know what everybody expected going into this season with a new regime and cleaning house and everything else. And 
you know, times always get darkest for the dawn to quote something. I don't know who the hell I heard that quote from, but just going to have to be patient with Reggie Mack for a season or two to, you know, get it in the right direction because, you know, honestly, people, I'm sure I'll catch shit from this, but it was a damn mess when Al left, you know, rest in peace, brother. But it's, it's just a rebuild. And when you rebuild, you tear it down, you start over. And that's just, you know, that's, that's what's going on. And honestly, I would rather do that and have something strong built than the, the eight and eight and everything that we had under the cable guy, man, it was good. But you know, how long was that going to last? And they, he probably got the most out of those guys Probably so, with the exception of a few lazy asses. But, you know, we just got to keep the faith. And we are Raider fans. And, you know, hell, I'll still watch them and everything else. Uh, it, it pisses me off that they're losing to Peyton, biggest forehead on the planet, Manning. But, shit, you know, I don't know. Things will get better, people. We just got to just gotta stick with it. Have a good holiday, Raider Nation. Over and out. Anyone who uses the term biggest forehead in the world. <laughs> Peyton Manning has got to get on the show. Great take. Good positive attitude. Way to go, man. You know, we all know we got to keep going, but this is a tough time of year right now. Three games left. We're tired of being beat up. What more can I say? I'm feeling all those feelings, brother. And next we have Radar Joe from Rochester, New York. I think he's going to do a name change on us. What's up? What's up, guys? Raider Joe from Rochester, New York. Changing, I'm officially changing my name to Tired Fucking Raider. I'm tired of this shit. I know we're a rebuilding here, all this shit, but I'm just sick and tired of this. I'll give you one example of how our season has gone and where the Raiders are going in one simple play. I have all the all games and all the plays out of all of them to be one play. When Denarius Moore got that fucking pass, and what did he do? He went backwards. He got up, he was running backwards. And exactly how the entire organization, all the team coaches, that's what we're doing, we're running backwards. That was a perfect example of where this team is going, and I am fucking tired of it. I hate to say this, man, but you're asking for it. If you're tired, I guess you have to take a nap. <laughs> Sorry, brother. It was there. I had to take the shot. And next we have a Raider brother, and he's in some need, man. Check it out. Serge Brown, he's calling out the Raider Nation to hop on a damn bus and get to the game. That's right. Hop on a damn bus and get to the game in San Diego. Check it out. He's giving you all the info. Listen carefully. Uh, yes. Um, my name is Serge Brown, and um, I'm doing a bus trip. I rip the Santa Barbara Air Bus, and uh, I'm doing a, a bus trip for the Raiders and Chargers December 30th. And um, I need to get some, need to have about 10, 10 or 20 people bag out on me. So um, I got two buses going. And um, uh, <clears throat> I was wondering if you could help me out and get some tickets. So um, the bus company number is 964 Erico 805. 
964-7759. And uh, that's Santa Barbara Airbus. And uh, my number, my cell number is 805-264-3186. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get, I'm a diehard Raiders fan. And I'm doing the Raiders and Chargers game in San Diego. 160 included ticket, bus trip, San Maria-style barbecue, DJ, all kind of drinks. 56 passenger buses, bathroom, AC, video, everything. Uh, you can give me a call back. I appreciate that. Thank you, and uh, go Raiders. Well, there you go. If you want to get down to San Diego on the 30th of December, don't have to drive. Get down to Santa Barbara. If you're in that area, get on a bus and hit the road with the Raider Nation. It'll be fun. be the last game of the season, and you might have a good old time. Hopefully the weather will be just that San Diego warm. Very nice down there. You know. Good luck, brother. And next, a very good brother of mine, Raider Jesse James. What is up, man? What's up, Raider Greg? Hope you're doing good, man, on this uh, holiday season. This is Raider Jesse James. I'm going to make it very short. I was watching the game against Denver, and the first time we went three and out, Raider Nation spoke out and booed. And that tells you right there, I, I just kind of knew, I mean, we're fed up, we're done, we're, we're better than this, and we're not, we're not achieving our goals, and, and we're not doing anything. Um, I was reading that um, or fullback Marcel Reese is third as far as rushing, I want to say, in uh, the NFL, which I think you uh, commented not too long ago on, on a podcast, that why haven't we used them? I mean... Duh. So um, it sucks, man. Um, Raider Nation is is in pain right now. I feel it, and and it it just sucks. I, I'm just I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to say. It's just wow. Um, then John Gruden was supposed to come back, and that was just a rumor. I was like, there's no way. Um, I really don't think Dennis Allen is the um, the the person to blame here. I really don't think. Um, if you want to make a change, if you want to set the mood right now for, for this offseason or whatever the next season is, we need to get rid of our offensive coordinator, put all Sanders back, um, and then we should be good to go from there, built from there. But it sucks, man. Um, we're in pain, and, and I can feel it all across the Raider Nation. We we suck. We're we're a laughing stock. We, we suck. So on the brighter side, I just had um, my baby daughter on the 27th of november so i'm excited about that look forward to that i did get her raider onesie but that's probably the only thing she's gonna get because i'm not putting money into this team again anyways um y'all be safe out there raider nation um there's nothing else we can do right but just sit there and watch um happy holidays and y'all be safe i'm out first and foremost congratulations papa you know what you're a dad and it's a huge, huge, huge responsibility filled with great times and superior memories, man. Crazy. That's the most important thing now to the Raiders. <laughs> Greg, take a dirt. Nap's got to go. Al Saunders might be our best option here. Bring back that U Jackson offense and roll with it. Players play well with it. Forget this blocking scheme. Let's get some big hulks in there. 
and some push some bodies around because that's what it takes, brother. Thanks for the call. Happy holidays to you as well. Congratulations once again, Dad. And next we have Raider Carter calling in from Kentucky. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Carter calling in from Kentucky. Just first off, want to give a big shout to both of y'all for what you do on the podcast. That's a big time. Really helps me out at work and to hear everybody else bitch and complain about how bad we suck. And it feels a lot better hearing everybody else because I feel the exact same fucking way. I just want to say I just got through watching that uh, Broncos game and what a debacle that was. I mean, Peyton Manning, I mean, Raider fans, you better just get ready for this two times a year until someone on the Raiders team coaching our player decides to wake the fuck up because he is going to slice and dice the fucking Raiders till I have no clue when. There's really uh, not much to say about this year. It's basically a wash. I'm... uh. Just got through listening to the Bengals podcast. I'm definitely at the acceptance stage. Been there for a little while now. We uh, we definitely blow. I've just been loving the Raiders for like my whole fucking life. You know, no big whoop. No, no who gives a fuck, really. After that uh, Chargers game at the first of the year, I was pretty pissed off. and I knew we were going to have a fucking suck-ass year. And then I think it was after the first Broncos game that I kind of started accepting that we were just going to suck. And we were getting nowhere near the last two years. Anyway, being 8-8. Eight and eight. I've heard people complain they were probably the worst team they've seen in a while. I don't know about that. I'd have to say, like, the 06 Raiders were by far horrible. And if you're a Raider fan who survived the Joe Marcus Russell era, then this is not that bad, honestly. I was watching clips that the other day, and I could not stop laughing. I almost missed those days because of how bad he was. It was guaranteed we were going to blow it. And if we were to win, it was like a miracle. Now it's just have no clue what's going on. These past, I don't know, five games, I think each team's put up like 500-plus points. It's ridiculous. There's no no defense at all. None. Tommy Kelly can get fucked. He just needs to fucking leave. He's the best at being offsides. You know, hey, pull him on. Let's bring him on. You know, we need our defense to be offsides every fucking play. Let's get Tommy Kelly in there. Fuck him. He needs to fucking go for sure. Man. Oh, another thing. God, I just I don't know what to say. There's fucking nothing else to say. Well, they're just so bad. Leave. I honestly say we need to leave Dennis Allen alone. Let him maybe another two years, maybe two years. We'll just see how next year goes. Uh, Greg Knapp, get fucked. Get, what a piece of fucking shit. I don't know what he's out there doing. I don't know why he's trying to act amped up. It's just like, give it the fuck up. Just do yourself a favor and just leave. Just fucking walk out and head, give the headset to, I don't give a fuck who, a piece of shit. Uh, I think for the draft, I really would like to see the Raiders just pull in nothing but just defensive people. I don't want to see a single offensive person drafted at all. I know we don't have the best receivers and our running backs are constantly injured or questionable, but I just don't want to see any single offensive person, especially don't want to see anybody who's running like the 40 and like 2-2. or I don't give a shit what their time is. They're like the worst people we draft and never pan out, always injured, don't know what they're doing. I just want to see solid defensive players or just a defensive stack of players show up. I think the 49ers proved, like, last year that you really don't need too much of an offense. Defense is where everything's built around. And when the Ravens won it back in, like, I don't even know, 2000 or 2001-something, they didn't have shit for offense. But they definitely kicked our ass, for sure, on the way to the Super Bowl. I do remember that game. And they had nothing but solid defense. 
And our receivers, they might not be the best, but Streeter, he drops the ball too damn much. But, you know, he's a rookie, so we'll see how that goes. You know, there is some hope maybe in the future. And I think this week we got the Chiefs coming up. That's going to be a real mess of a game. And I I hate the Chiefs, but I don't know if we're even going to win it. They they are not playing good at all, but they definitely have – Charles is probably going to just run all over us. I'm hoping Brady Quinn just fucks it up for him, but Charles is just going to light it up on us. We have, like, no running D. We have no passing. I don't even know what's going to happen, but probably another shitty game. But the first time we played them, uh, we, you know, Quinn had set out. Castle came in. We kicked their ass. That was pretty solid. So I'm hoping at least we'll win this game. I think the game after that, we got the Panthers. I don't see that being a win, no matter how you look at that. They might suck, but... Newton's going to freaking kill us, and I'm sure Steve Smith will be open so many times it's going to make me want to throw up. And then after that, we got the last game with the Chargers. That might be the one. That's definitely for sure the one game I want to see us win. I'd have, I'd love to see our season end by putting Norm Turner out on the fucking streets. He is definitely done in San Diego, and I would love for us to see us be, just stomp their ass and make sure he gets fired. When he coached us, it was a fucking worse. Man, he was horrible. And he has done nothing. Honestly, now I think about it, I hope he does stay there with them since he's been there with them. They've done nothing but just been a debacle of a team and just crap. So hopefully it won't be too bad that uh, if he sticks around. But I don't even know. This uh, season's about over. Draft's coming up. Uh, survived another season. And it's just one more to tack on that we sucked. I love the people that are calling and talking about this has been a rebuilding year. It's definitely acceptance if I've, if I've ever heard it. If, the, if this is a rebuilding year, I don't know what the past 10 years have been. We must have just sucked. That was it. So we're trying to rebuild. We're just, call, we're just trying to go out there and just suck, and that was really about it. So hopefully now that we've sucked long enough, we decided, hey, it's about time. Let's rebuild and let's start something up. So keep it real, Raider Nation. The season's almost over. Big high hopes for next year. No matter what happens, still shooting for the Super Bowl. Still shooting for that ring, that trophy. So keep it real. Peace. I love that call, man. I love it. Filled with passion and facts. This is a rebuilding year. What about the last 10? That's classic, man. That is just freaking classic. Well, Raider Nation. The Raider Nation has spoken. I love the fans. The best. The best takes. Uh, things that I could not even think of come out. I love it, man. I just love it. No matter what, we do suck, but we stay together. That's pretty funny. All across the country, all across the world, the Raider Nation still watching these damn games. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens this game. We got other things to take care of. We have business to do. Uh, personally, I hope we lose the rest of the games because we could sure use the draft picks, and I think defense is it. I think a big defensive tackle to replace that piece of crap, Kelly, would be a great thing for the Raiders to pick up first. I know linebacker Teo, but, man, we need an animal mauler defensive tackle, too. We need a lot. So we'll see what happens in this game. Sorry about the late podcast, folks, because it is the holiday season. Ho, 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 ho. That's what I got to say. I love it. Love the Raider Nation. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. 
Be good humans out there. Don't drink and drive. We'll be talking to you next time here on the Raider Nation Podcast. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.